Hello, and welcome to yet another anime podcast. Just who the hell do I think I am? I'm Ninja Boy, and I'm yet another anime podcast host. Hope everyone is doing well out there. This isn't quite the weekly uh, upload I was hoping uh, I, uh, I mentioned last episode, but we're still planning on getting as much content out there as possible to make up for the last couple of months. Um, I still need to finish up the summer anime season, even as fall anime have already started this past weekend. Um, and with news that One Piece Red is going to be coming to theaters in November, I'm actually going to push my episode about uh, anime movies up. Uh, probably back to early November or so, so I can catch that. Um, that being said, this week we are going to do our annual check-in on Weekly Sonin Jump, the premier Sonin magazine with classics like Naruto, Bleach, and Dragon Ball that, for many people, myself included, uh, was the introduction to manga, at least here in the West. Um, each year uh, on this show, so far, we've gone over the long-running series that are still alive, uh, which ones have ended, uh, either canceled or ended, by, uh, ended naturally, um, and then which series have started up in the last year and perhaps stopped before then, uh, and which of those new series I think have promise. Um, if you haven't already, go back and check my previous episodes from past years, around this time or so usually, about Sonin Jump, as I'll breeze through some of the longer-running series that have been out there for a while and I've already uh, said my piece about in earlier episodes. Uh, with that, we'll actually start off with those longer series that, you know, at long at this point, you consider long running uh, in Jump, um, you know, uh, in, in order of publication, you know, starting uh, starting dates, so starting for pre-2000, we have, of course, One Piece. Obviously, this past year was pretty big for One Piece, hit a thousand episodes of the anime, um, as well as the One Piece Red movie I just mentioned. But on the manga front, um, they actually just recently wrapped up the Wano arc, which has been going on since 2018, so since before the pandemic, kind of crazy how long that's been uh, going. And, you know, it was, you know, had its highs, had its, had its lows, but I think definitely much more highs and lows, especially with more of the world building coming into focus as a result of the result, as the, as a result of this arc. Um, so, yeah, this new arc coming up looks to be pretty hype as well. It's just getting started. I don't know how, how long it's going to last. Apparently, we're getting into the final phases of, of One Piece. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a wild ride. Hopefully, I live to see the end of. Uh, for your annual Hunter Hunter check-in, I could just say nothing to report. Uh, we haven't had another chapter since the end of 2018. Um, kind of funny how Wano is basically as long as uh, how One Piece has had one of its longest arcs to date in the same time that Hunter Hunter has been on hiatus. That being said, that would be a lie. Uh, Togasi, uh, the mangaka of Hunter Hunter, has actually started a Twitter on this year and is allegedly working on at least four new chapters uh, with a new volume coming out at in November, so next month um, for for Hunter Hunter. Which is pretty exciting. Again, it's been a really long time since then. Um, and yeah, it's kind of crazy how his Twitter kind of blew up. It was just like a bunch of random numbers and letters in the in the handle and then uh, just some random, you know, corners of pages showing up as the pictures. But he got like a million subscribers in like a day, basically. So there's definitely a hunger for Hunter Hunter. Probably will need to go back and read the uh, the chapters that came before to remember where we are. But yeah, um, looking forward to whenever that returns in whatever capacity. Uh, from those late 90s series we move the next older series is all the way to My Hero Academia of all things which is basically in its final arc not gonna lie uh, the pacing and such of this recent of this manga is definitely going downhill uh, though Horikoshi still doesn't know how to draw really good looking anime characters and pretty decent fight scenes um, at this point though I'm more invested in kind of, kind of like a fairy tale situation where I'm in it just to say that I was with it for the entire ride which is quitting um, I don't know if we'll get a fully satisfying ending at the end of the day but hey kudos for 
good for sticking around this long. Um, it's kind of funny how uh, when Naruto and Bleach ended, they had like My Hero Academy as one of like the, the next generation um, of, of, of jump manga, and now uh, it's coming up to an end while One Piece is still going on. So uh, what does it say about that? Um, next up is uh, one of those other kind of like successors uh, in Black Clover, which, you know, here I'm here, uh, which, you know, uh, Reiterate what I said last 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 time I checked in. It's a lot of pizzazz and accent and very certain tropes. Frankly, not a little bit hard for me to keep up with at least plot wise. Rule of cool rules more than anything else here. Um, that said, the series did take a little bit of a hiatus this past year from April to August for health reasons for the uh, author. But after a bit of a time skip uh, in story, it will back to uh, the final act apparently being on the horizon here. Uh, next up would be Dr. Stone, though I'll skip that briefly uh, to move on uh, and hope for the end of this section. Um, I still haven't read Jujutsu Kaisen yet, uh, though at this point I'll probably hold off since Season 2 is coming sometime next year, and this looks really good. At least the the the, uh, the, the movie that came out this past year was really cool and able to hold our interest in the meantime. Uh, similarly, I have not yet started Missing Yozakura Family, rumored to get an anime, though nothing official yet, um, and then Burn the Witch is still technically active, though I hasn't had a new set of chapters since its last since last year, um, I imagine Kubo is pretty busy with the new season of Ble Bleeds coming along. Coming back to Dr. Stone, you know, it actually ended this past year in March, uh, pretty much five years to the date from when it started, with 232 total chapters written by mangaka Ritsu Inagaki-sensei and artist Boichi. Uh, for those who don't remember this one, this is the one where humanity is one day mysteriously petrified, and then thousands of years later, a high school student uh, wakes up and needs to borrow the face from the movie The Martian, signs the shit out of this situation, and rebuild humanity using his knowledge of scientific progress. It's very much the, an F yes science series where you know kind of like the the manga the anime gate um, where modern technology is kind of just proven to see and, and you get to marvel at how modern technology human ingenuity and resourcefulness um is really inspiring just to see how how much humanity can accomplish when we're basically no more than monkeys with sticks um i will admit the latter half of the series kind of got a little bit away from itself a little bit rust um since you know as human has you know senku and his friends start in like the very early chapters was very much you know let's build this one specific thing using these specific resources we've collected and a lot of manpower um, over time as they make more machines and automate some of that processes they start you know going to other continents reviving other humans getting other resources and the scaling it up from there um, you know it, it 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 then becomes less of a question of uh, building individual uh, inventions and more of building humanity like humanity wide systems of um, of capitalism frankly and um and just like the inner and, and global trade and so on which is a little bit harder to visualize i guess in manga format to some degree that said you know they were able to get to the end goal of making it to the stars that they had set out from the very beginning i mean it was really emotional to see it kind of get in there um to get there you know the explanation of how things got petrified and what it was all about and so on a little bit wibbly wobbly hand wavy science fiction that you know a little bad they, I probably they, there wasn't really much of another option they, they could have done that would have been sat more satisfying but at least I think it made sense with the ethos of the series and at the end really it's not about the end result of the scientific uh, discovery it's it's more about the methodology and the mat and the process to get there um, which you know uh, and, and it's really about the journey right so while we did get an additional chapter in July you know as well as the anime is still ongoing uh, with with the OVA this past season and season three coming soon. Um, as someone who's actually cosplayed from the series, I'm just glad that Dr. Stone was able to have a more or less satisfying ending it deserved. Um, by no means a perfect series, but I, I won't stop that from putting it into the pantheons of, of Jump's grade. So cheers to science, one billion percent. 
Uh, moving then to series that started in the 2020s, though last time I did this episode that year, uh, uh, though last time I did this episode last year, that was still active in one form or another. So Undead Unluck uh, is still going on, though they're also in their final arc as well. Also announced they are getting an anime adaptation, which I'm pretty hyped for. Um, it did get a little bit messy, I think, in, in some cases, right? Uh, but I think in the end of the day, I think I'm pretty satisfied with how it's going. Uh, Ayakashi Triangle is a gender bender, uh, supernatural ninja spirit anime with a gender bend, etsy bent. that kind of lost the plot, frankly, somewhat uh, in favor of slice of life, etsy nonsense. Not that I'm complaining. Um, I, it did switch over from Silent Jump proper to Jump Plus, which we'll talk about later at the episode. Um, it still comes out weekly. It just probably is, is able to, I think, go a little bit more hardcore with its fan service as much as it can anyway. It's certainly popular enough that it actually is getting an anime adaptation coming out in January 2023. So that's going to be a, a fun one to keep track of. Uh, speaking of anime adaptations, there were two more uh, ongoing series from last year that I, I still have not read that are also getting adaptations. Uh, Mossley, Muscles, and Magic and Muscles, and Castle coming in 2023, and then Me and Roboco, which is uh, premiering in December of this year, actually. Um, so I can't speak about those since I haven't read them, but I maybe will check them out or when they get an anime adaptation. Um, I also have not read that much of High School Family, Blue Box, or PPPPPP, as I lost interest soon after the debuts and ended up dropping them. I am, however, still reading Sakamoto Days, which, by God, this is probably the next one uh, that should get an anime series. Um, the action is kinetic. Um, the characters are, are great. The world is is really is really interesting. Um, and and the tone, right? It, 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 in a way, it shifts from like these really comedic, lighthearted chapters to like some very dead serious, intense art chapters. Honestly, like as much as I wanted to get an anime adaptation, it needs to go to the right studio that's able to recreate those really intense, menacing, dark chapters of the of the series. Um, I don't know how you're able to get that at not in black and white. So um, is it, this is definitely one of the series I check out first every single week um, and looking forward to uh, seeing where it goes. Uh, Elusive Samurai is another one. You know, it's moved into another phase of its story. And for, for the better, frankly, not that the first part was bad by any means, but I think it's nice to see the manga continue to push the plot forward as opposed to, you know, meandering around, um, you know, in, in kind of like random fl fluffy nonsense. You know, a nice brisk pace, but it's also not super rust. Uh, uh, the manga can still find a way to insert really weird, really clever character designs and concepts you wouldn't expect from a historical samurai manga, which is, you know, and this is a surprising amount of gore for for essentially a children's magazine. So this one has definitely grown on me as well in, in its own little weird way. Um, finally, we also have Witch Watch, uh, which is the wild card series of the manga, of the magazine, I'll say, you know, well, at least when it comes to humor. Now, you know, you get a lot of slice of life magical hijinks with a different spell that with unexpected results. Sometimes you get actual plot of, you know, this conspiracy and, and plot against the main characters. Sometimes you get a lesson on how to properly break in a pair of jeans. And sometimes you get an in-universe in manga chapter um, that has that has not, not seen any follow-up or set up before or follow-up since. You know, every comedy manga is not for everyone as it's really down to your taste but I think Witch Watch just happens to match mine I probably should go back and read the other comedy manga from um, Jump that this author had made uh, Sket Dance um, I feel if it has a similar sort of humor I think that might be up my alley now, of course, there's some more series that I talked about last time uh, that oh, that, have start, that had started um, that did not make it through an entire year. So in order of when these ended, uh, starting in late June 2021, we had Hunter's Guild Red Hood, a pretty cool story set in a grim, uh, grim fairy tale inspired world with werewolves preying on innocent villagers, witches, including the titular Red, Red Hood, being sent to take care of these werewolves. She ends up recruiting our young protagonist to join the guild of, of witch hunters. Um, that, that said, it ended up after only... 
18 chapters or just in early November or so uh, with you know what I with a somewhat rushed ending that I suspect that that got really metaphysical talking about the nature of stories I suspect this was like the end goal that the mangaka had for the concept of this fairy tale world but he wasn't able to get uh, readers hooked on it enough to be able to build up to that so it kind of you know had to rush through it to get to the end of the acts basically which you know I hope that the mangaka Yuki Kawaguchi sensei comes back in the future and try and explore this concept again in another format uh, starting the week after Red Hood and ending the week after as well, so also July to November, uh, Nehru, Way of the Martial Artist, was about a young martial artist, Prology, who joins a martial arts school. Now, the premise laid out that, you know, there are multiple branches of the school where you could challenge the head of each branch, or the, the top student in each branch to, you know, get a, a, an achievement, basically, and the, the goal of the protagonist was to challenge each one. However, after this one fight, a 2v2 fight with another student against uh, someone from another branch, um, the last chapter basically fast-forwarded to after graduation and, and and again ended after 18 chapters I think the strongest element was probably the artwork which was I won't say it was like the best, but it was definitely very unique, which I think was um, which was uh, great. But I think you know, I just think like a straight martial arts manga may not be in vogue right now. Um, hopefully, the mangaka can come back and try again somehow another way. And then finally, you know, I don't think this was canceled per se, but this was one of my favorites. Uh, Magu-chan, God of the Tuxin, actually had a respectable 77 chapters. It started back in June 2020 um, and ended in February of this past year. Um, like Witch Watch, this one was basically a comedy that uh, is powered by magical hijinks, uh, powered by the gods of chaos, which who, who basically become Pokemon companions to these high school students in a, this rural seaside town. Um, all of, you know, all, and of course, they're doing it all in the name of learning about the human race to take them over eventually. I think what made the series really great wasn't the hijinks or the magic per se, but rather the heart, right? Like, you have this god of destruction, but it ends up developing um, affection for the, uh, for, the, for the main character, Ruru, and her friends, and wants to protect her or, and, and give her the world, despite saying he wants to take it over, right? And he probably means both of those things, right? It just tugs at your heartstrings, right? And while comedy series can have genuine character development, when, when a character uh, comedy series does have character development of all involved, while also still cracking jokes, you know, have these... Again, like Sakamoto days, these intense, uh, serious moments paired with these these really lighthearted moments as well. Um, you know you've got something special, right? And and honestly, the final chapter, where it's not gonna lie, it, 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 minor spoilers, but basically it goes through the rest, fast forwards through Ruru's life with uh, Magu-chan together with her um, up until when Ruru lives a full life and ends up dying, and it got me a little bit misty-eyed, right? And obviously, you know, definitely if you haven't yet, I'd say go back and just binge all seventy-seven chapters. It's definitely a worth a read through. Looking for to seeing what the mangaka K Kamiki Sensei's next work is like. Sadly, because it ended, I don't think we're going to get an anime adaptation, though I think it would be one of the most comfy anime ever if we did. All right, so that caught, that's caught up with all the anime that uh, the manga that I talked about last uh, year when I did this episode. So what else have has started since then? Uh, well, there have been ten new series. Uh, four of them have ended, though. Uh, two of them I've dropped. Two of them are very brand new, less than a couple, less than a month old or so. Um, and then one is on a health related hiatus. But one is probably my fa- new favorite new and possibly my definitely my top three series on Jump today. Uh, but we'll get there in due time. So first off, let's start with those uh, that got canceled. So Hunter's Guild. 
Navy, uh, Navy martial artist ended in November 2021. Um, so we got three new series back to back to back in that time period. Uh, we had Ayashiman first, which is the by mangaka Yui Kaku, who previously had worked as assistant to Chainsaw Man's mangaka Tatsuki Fujimoto, and he also had his own series on Jump Plus, uh, Hell's Paradise uh, Jigoku, uh, Kuraku, uh, which ha which is going to get a MAPPA adaptation actually down the line. So um, this one was definitely a, a pretty popular one. Now, Ayashiman is set in the underworld of Tokyo, which is all run by various yokai yakuza, um, a human boy, right, who has no real special powers beyond being a, a really big fan of sonen manga, um, ends up joining forces with the heir of a fallen yakuza clan of yokai, um, and he's, he's eventually sown because of his just love for manga, wanting to be a superhero, is somehow able to beat these yokai without any special powers beyond basically pure wee power. Honestly, this one, I, I honestly thought should have stayed around, right? Um, Kaku-sensei has a really distinct art style. He, he built a really great world uh, of the yakuza underworld. The powers of the yokai and the, and the factions um, were super compelling. I think the biggest knock against it was probably in the post-Demon Slayer era. Supernatural manga are just going to have that much scrutiny on them and be held up to a higher standard, which is not always the fairest, but it's kind of just where we are right now. So, ended up running for 25 chapters uh, through the end of May this year. Really hope that uh, Kaku-sensei comes back with another manga uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, starting the week and ending the week after uh, uh, Ayashiman, Protect Me Sugumaro was a comedy series by mangaka Daiki Ihara. Now, I was wholly unimpressed by the first chapter, which I quickly adopted after that. Um, from what I remember, the premise is that Sugumaro, I think, is a robot child thing that is hired to be a bodyguard of some main female protagonist. Uh, I forget why she gets a bodyguard, but his attempts at protecting her basically end up causing more harm than good to the environment. Uh, she doesn't really want the protection. I presume she ends up accepting it or, or dealing with it. Not super inspired by to me, right? Like, Ayasiman had ended after 25 chapters. Um, briefly reading over the final chapter, it makes no sense to me, which I guess makes sense, but rather bland paneling and the art style, you know, gag manga aren't known for their art style per se, but this one was just super didn't, did not work for me at all um, yeah uh, I honestly there wasn't really anything to make this stand out in my head so it's no surprise to me that this one uh, ended up getting dropped the final new series last started one week after Protect Me Sugumaro, though it lasts a little bit longer. Uh, Doron 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 uh, feels a lot like Kaiju number eight, where there's a world where evil monsters from the spirit world, Mononoke, um, wreak havoc and are taken care of by some uh, police type military force called Izanagi Force. Uh, the the um, you know, protagonist, Dora, wants to join the force, but he has no supernatural power of his own, so he's not able to join. Uh, that said, he defends a good natured Mononoke named Kusunagi who can transform uh, and Help, help him fight um, uh, other evil Mononokates together. So, if for the sake of making a happier world. Now, rather generic manga, uh, rather generic, um, you know, uh, battle, supernatural manga, right? Like a lot of cues from Bleach, a lot of cues from Black Clover, you know, this hero who doesn't have powers, who ends up getting powers and deals with supernatural creatures, right? Uh, you know, I give though, I, I gave it a little bit of a while. I got probably, I would say, probably like three fourths, even four fifths of the way through, but. The various captains and and enemies uh, of uh, you know the captains of the Izanagi force, the enemy Mononoke, just they didn't really get like it. It really had the problem where you know if Bleach had the problem, they just were introducing way too many characters. At least there in Bleach, all of the individual characters were memorable, had their own stick, had their own fighting style, had their own powers. Here, just they got introduced so quickly and got taken care of so quickly. I could not honestly point you to what any individual character really did in terms of their, their power set, right? Um, and, and honestly, right, like in a series like that, you want to have these memorable side characters that really help make the series. Uh, stick on to people who have, find someone who's enjoyable for them, 
right? It didn't help that a lot of the uh, captains ended up having very similar faces and, and similar designs to each other. So you know, the series lasted, I think, for 36 chapters total. A little bit of an interesting art style, but by the end, it got a little bit messier and unrefined. That it was hard to follow the combat sequences exactly. Again, no real meaningful character development. You know, Kusanagi and, and, and Doran basically are the same character in the end. I, I, I picked at the last chapter. Same character in the end as they were in the beginning. So no real growth, no real thing that they've accomplished beyond, oh, yeah, I, he happened to get into the samurai force, basically, right? So um, rather one note, they're very, very, probably the definitely of mid the uh, underwhelming uh, the, uh, the Sonen anime. Now, another series that has since ended started when Dr. Stone ended uh, back in February um, and ended last month in September. Uh, Earth Child had an interesting sci-fi premise, right? There were supernatural humans among us who were called Earth Childs uh, who basically act as Earth's immune force system and come and come about to protect the world from humanity from natural disasters. Um, one of these Earth children ends up uh, falling in love with a normal person and making a family with him uh, before she's sent on a mission to space where she has her day of destiny and is turned into a rock by using her powers to protect the earth. Um, it has, however, found that her child is still a baby and is also an earth child. And so the dad vows to raise him as a normal child to become, to really appreciate the earth and become a superhero, not some part of a secret government organization uh, as his wife would have wanted. Uh, again, interesting concept, and it goes from there, right? The mom isn't really dead. She's like trapped in an asteroid and they have to go rescue her, yada, yada, yada. Um, again, it was interesting concept I think for maybe the first three or four chapters and then from there it just felt super rushed out of the gate from where they were trying to go what goals they were trying to accomplish like the emotions were great and this family dynamic was interesting right um, but it, it suddenly the, the stakes were very suddenly end game with zero in between right beginning straight to end game no middle right so you know I honestly, I thought it would end by chapter 18, but somehow it lasted another, like, out to 27 chapters. Though, again, the last mini arc was super, was I ended up dropping it before then. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, peaked at the last chapter, nothing too worth, 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 worth that made me want to go back and, and see what happened in the interim. So, yeah, that's Earth Child. Uh, and then, you know, we have uh, Ayakasi Triangle when they moved to Jump. Um, that freed up a spot in the manga, so uh, the newcomer super smartphone came along. That's been going ongoing since May. Now, the premise here is that the protagonist comes across a uh, possession of a super smartphone, as the title suggests, and has the power to search for things that normal phones can't. Basically, a bit of commentary, maybe, on digitalized and data, data-driven nature of our world where everything can be quantified and tracked down. Uh, using the smartphone gives him more points that lead to, that will eventually lead to a wish of his. So honestly, I could not remember for the life of me what wish he wanted, basically. Um, anyway, uh, of course, that means that he's not the only one using the phone. Uh, there are other f- super smartphones and other users, and you know they are all competing each other to be the first one to get this wish. Now, of course, it wouldn't be interesting. Uh, now, of course, based on all of that, you know this one styles itself after Death Note or maybe Platinum End, uh, one of the Obata Oba series, where intelligent individuals use their whatever knowledge is in front of them, provided by some supernatural source. Um, to basically combat other people with the same source of knowledge. And not through raw firepower, but it's through the smarts, right? And it's intriguing, but I think the execution leaves something to be desired, right? Like, on one hand, right, there are these, you know, using the smartphone information to try to outwit the other person gets, you know, it, it somehow lacks depth in that the approaches are very straightforward, but at the same time, they very much over-explain and, 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 and over-explain the, and, and over-complicate these presumably simple uh, approaches, um, where it's not really easy to track along. It's very dexterity, very dense um, in, in the translation. So, you know, it just ended up not be not having that same 
and then it also lacked, I think, the same dark brooding energy that um, that these other series like Death Note had. So I ended up dropping it probably about 18, 15 chapters in or so. Um, but it looks like it's at chapter twenty one so far, uh, and you know it'll it'll if it it'll end, it'll probably end in the next couple of chapters. But uh, we'll see if that ends up happening. Um, you know, there are a couple other new series that are that are going on right now. So we'll we'll see how long this one lasts. Um, but I wouldn't expect it to last more than a year. I think it's toward the bottom of the rankings at this point. Uh, when Ayashiman ended in June, a Jump replaced that, that fantasy series uh, with a sci-fi one in Aliens area. So instead of Yokai Yakuza Among Us, this one has aliens. And high schooler Tatsumi, who cares for his younger siblings because his parents have, uh, have passed away, um, somehow got uh, part of their science technology into his arm, and now they're after him. Luckily for him, a secret government agency, uh, Think Area 51, offers to take him and his uh, siblings in if he uses his alien power to now protect the Earth from other aliens. So basically, the Japanese men in black. I think for me, the art style wasn't quite my cup of tea, and it's a lot of tell, not so, in the way it's approached and how it deals with the aliens. And even the aliens didn't really have that much uniqueness in their design compared to, say, Dananan on Jump Plus. So this will end up being another drop for me, currently at 17 chapters. So the week after Aelia... Area, aliens area started and, and after Protect Me Sugumaru ended we got one of the most adorable manga yet uh, Yuri Dragon so this one was actually based on a one sought by the same mangaka Masaoki Shindo basically the idea is that this girl normal high school girl uh, wakes up one day to find she has horns on her head and her mom very nonchalantly mentions oh I guess your father's uh, traits are coming in by the way he was a dragon um, and so yeah and then she ends up sneezing fire in class and it's a whole thing so basically her going about her life coming to terms with her parentage and her classmates, you know, essentially going along with it, right? And while obviously curious, they just treat her still as the same person. I know. It's a very comfy, very cool vibe to it um, that I'd love to see more of. I mean, cute monster girl, right? Unfortunately, right, uh, Sindo Sensei has uh, fallen ill and, and one of the health problems. So we're only six chapters in, even though it started all the way back uh, in uh, June, July. Um so unfortunately, we don't have a timeline for their return, though I'm seeing some indicators online that it may uh, jump, pardon the pun, to jump plus, uh, to better adapt to his health schedules, right? Um, it seems her character designs are such perfectly engineered for virality in Japan um, that it got 400,000 views uh, of the first chapter in its first day, which is really astounding given most new uh, most new manga only get about 200,000 um, over its lifetime. So I'm sure Jump definitely wants to keep this going if they at all can, and I'd love to see Rui Dragon come back soon. So the last two, right, oh, three more manga, but two, the last two new ones um, I'm going to talk about here are very, very new in that um, they replaced Dawn the Run and Earth Child, respectively. It came out last month in September, so less than a month worth to go over them, but I figured I'd mention them, right? So Tokyo Demon Ride Story features an odd, another odd job high school in Tokyo who apparently when he was younger, living in the countryside, made a promise with a mysterious girl to get married with her in the future after he rescued her from a river. Fast forward to today, and said girl comes to live with him in the city, except she's a demon. But also, his blood is apparently very potent and attracts other demons, and so she protects him with magical powers, and they are making an agreement that they'll live together for at least a little bit and so, and, and get to know each other. So, uh, this one's a lot of the same Ayashiman-type vibes, perhaps a little bit of a lighter tone, no, you know, no Yakuza going, and a little bit more romance uh, mixed in as well. Uh, we'll see if this one sticks around by this time next year. It has a lot going for it, but, you know, it's, it's still very new and, and hard to say. 
The other series is Glinka and Luna, or maybe it's Inka and Luna. Um, apparently, this one, the Ds are silent, so who knows? Um, basically, in a frozen northern land, there was a girl, Luna, who lives by herself in the uh, in the mountains uh, and who loves stories about magic. Uh, one day, she's kind to a snowman by giving her her hat, so the snowman comes to life. Yes, this is basically Frosty the Snowman. Um, Frosty here, or uh, Inka, basically teaches her magic as she wishes. Within the first chapter, it time skips uh, to five years, and she's suddenly really, really, really good at magic because he's a really good teacher um, and she wants to leave the mountain but it's revealed to her by an animal spirit that oh Inca can't leave the mountain because he's made of snow. Um, obviously, she's also given the revelation that Inca used to be a powerful magician, but when he fought this other magician, his his uh, body was shattered and spread across the world. Um, and so Luna uses her new magic powers taught to her uh, to basically maintain his body uh, as, an, as a snowman so they can quest the world to find his body and they can explore the world together. Now, if that sounds very exhausting, it is. It's only the first chapter, and it honestly ramps up from there. If this had been like a Kino's Journey style laid back adventure series, where you know goes from town to town, each town has like a different thing, different stick to it, basically, and then they um, and then they explore that town and then move on and with a lesson learned, basically, that would have been pretty cool. But it just honestly goes way too fast uh, to feel any sense of accomplishment about any achievement that they that they accomplish. Like like they beat these monsters, they go on this quest, yada yada. Like they clear like four quests in like a t one chapter basically, which is blazingly fast. I have a feeling this is probably gonna burn itself out uh, before before a year's time. And honestly, I'm I'm at the point where I'm probably about to drop it at this point. So um, we have a couple more chapters, but I don't think this one's gonna be sticking around in my walk read list for much longer. All right, let's circle back to my favorite new series in Jump, uh, even more than Movie Dragon. Um, the week after Magu-chan ended, uh, it's appropriately enough that one of my favorite series ended to be replaced by yet another one of my new favorite series, uh, Akane Banashi, which is written by Yuki Susunaga uh, and illustrated by Takamasa Moe and uh, overseen by professional Rakugoa Heiki, uh, Keiki Hayasiya. Now, yes, this is a Rakugo-based manga. Now, on one hand, Rakugo, you know, the traditional art of Japanese storytelling, um, without any props, just the voice and the and the uh, and impressions of the the Rakugoa, um, isn't something I'm super familiar with, right? I haven't uh, seen any Rakugo live. There was a Rakugo anime a while back, but that wasn't quite my cup of tea at the time. I think I need to be a little bit more mature to appreciate it. So I want to go back to see that. Um, but that said, there's something about this manga that. It's really special, right? It reminds me a lot of ways of Bakuman, right? It's like this creative person using her art form to express herself. There are other people who are also in this into the scene, and then they uh, are competing for their own voice to be heard. Um, there's a whole story here of her father being a former Rakugo who got expelled from his school, and now she's trying to use her Rakugo to learn why and and, and carry on and bring and and bring on carry on her father's legacy. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, there's another series, right? Uh, I think this is over in Jump Plus called. Soa Soten, um, which I, I believe is at least partly by the the Tabata, the Oba, the the, the, the Oba and Obata guys, uh, about comedy stand up, right? And it's a very similar thing. Where like this person is, is refining their craft uh, and going up against other people who are the same way. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's and, and it's it's very similar in that way. Um, now you know, for an art form that is mostly in motion and auditory, um, you think a, 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 and, and very hands on. Like it wouldn't really make sense for there to be a lot of supernatural stuff going on there. It's a very realistic manga. You wouldn't expect the manga to really be able to convey the subtleties of the art form, but somehow, like like for example, I'm not really good with like manga. Like, 
like musical and um, and and dance manga really are really hard to convey that sense of motion and sound through manga, right? Um, that said, uh, and anime forms are better for that. Now that said, something about the way the paneling, something about the way they draw the performers, something where even the lettering is done, just brings the and, and the pacing in which the story is being told over the course of a chapter or even many chapters really reels me in as an audience member in a really magical way. So it's, it's a damn miracle. Something these these manga are really talented. So frankly, I'm enraptured by the drama presented, the characters learning about the the, the nature of Rakugo, the po- skill at portraying an art form authentically. Like this needs an anime adaptation ASAP. Though apparently there's a motion comic in Japan on the YouTube channel already. So um, easily my top three manga in Jump right now, and and I love. I cannot wait to see more. I, it's literally probably the. F- I would say probably the first or second manga uh, chapter that I, ch- I check literally every every week. So yeah, in that case, that's all the manga published uh, in Jump proper. Now, of course, we do have to mention the Jump Plus. You know, I'm using the Manga Plus app, so that's where I'm getting a lot of my, my reading the Jump series. Um, and also Jump Plus on there, right? So in addition to the series from last year, right, they're still ongoing. You know, Chainsaw Man has returned to publication, not to mention Fujimoto had another couple of crazy one-shots last in the past year. Uh, Spy Family is still going on as well, Kaiju number 8, Diamond in the Rough, uh, as well as I mentioned, Ayakashi Triangle making Jump Over, um, as well as uh, what I mentioned, So was Shoten, that, that stand-up comedy series. Um, I also picked up uh, Kaiji Sef Divine Cuisine, which is like, kind of like Toriko, but more uh, traditional Japan. Um, and then Magic Lumiere, a manga about magical girls who are salary women, um, after they were nominated and ranked at the uh, at the next manga award. So definitely give those a check out. Um, in any case, though, um, that's all the time I have this week. Uh, I'm going to be out of town for a family vacation. Uh, so for, on the ride up, on the way back, and maybe even while I'm there a little bit, I'll be trying to binge through anime from the last season that I haven't been able to finish yet so that I'm able to do an episode when I get back next week about the summer anime and and and, and get that done before we talk about the crazy fall season ahead of us. But in the meantime, tell me, uh, what manga from Sonen Jump are you reading? What other manga from other magazines are you reading? Uh, which ones do you hope get an anime adaptation soon? Are you as obsessed with Akane Banasi and Rui Dragon as I am? Let me know on Twitter at YetAnnoAnnyPod or email YetAnotherAnimePodcast at gmail.com. My my anime list is at, my, as at NinjaBoy333, boy with an I. One of the major podcast, podcast services, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Subscribe, leave a review, at the very least, share it with a friend. Um, you know, uh, intro and outro music is by uh, Suichi Sakagami, Tandas.com. Editing production by NinjaBoy Media. That's it for this episode. Uh, we air pretty much whenever I want to at this point, but hopefully uh, hopefully I'll be back by next week or late next week. Um, next time on Yet Another Anime Podcast, Again, we're going to be going over the summer anime season, assuming they can get through all of them. But until time, see you, Space Cowboy. Bang!